0: This is a Bloomberg Quick Take. Context and background on issues of interest. Our focus is on 5G wireless and when will your phone be getting ultra-fast internet with Bloomberg's Ian King? The situation.
1: 5G is a couple of things at its essence. The first thing is that it's just like 4G, just like 3G was. It's faster data to your mobile phone. But what 5G is is a much broader promise. It's saying that, look, we're going to give you, yes, lots more speed, lots more video, all of the things that you want on your smartphone, but we're also going to connect a whole new range of devices, cars, traffic signals, basically everything in the home, everything around you that that could benefit from a connection is going to be connected via 5G services.
0: All right. So how long has the idea been around? How long has this been in the works?
1: These things are always in the pipeline for years. Um, but since 3G, people have been working on 4G. Um, since 4G debut, people were working on the next big idea, and that you know coalesced into what is now known as 5G. All right. So, what are
0: the obstacles then to getting this rolled out? Why don't I have it today?
1: Right. You don't have it today because the technology isn't ready. Okay. That's it's basically still a, a work in progress. They haven't decided on the exact specifications yet. That's still being worked out. And more importantly. They haven't put the equipment on the ground. You know, as you know, Charlie, a a network like this is massively dependent on the amount of towers that are out there. The the so-called network density is what gives a network the ability to get you that data very, very quickly. And you know, simply put, there aren't any towers out there right now.
0: The background.
1: Well, there's been a lot of announcements. There's been a lot of tests. Um, And frankly, uh, as we learned from 3G and 4G announcements and tests are cheap, putting base stations on the ground, having handsets out there that work with those base stations is expensive. And we've got a group of companies that are talking about uh, actually having something of a service out there this year, but already you're seeing AT&T saying that Verizon's not telling the truth about their 5G service, and and this is what happened last time. Lots of announcements, lots of advertising, not a lot of action, Um, then followed usually about six months later by a whole lot of action, which is based upon a lot of spending.
0: All right, so in your work for Bloomberg covering technology, have you made a call on a 5G network? How noticeable is the improvement, or is this ultimately not about the phone call itself, but about data and data speeds?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, this, this really shouldn't be affecting anybody's phone service in terms of them talking to, to mom. This is all about data. They should be getting much more um, bandwidth, much faster downloads, and more importantly, though, they should be getting something called a lower latency. That's the time it takes from you pressing a button, requesting something to the network, waking up, acknowledging your request, and responding to it. And that's really important if you're going to put new services in place, such as remote uh, operations, medical operations via a, a network. You Obviously, you can't have a, a delay when you're telling a robot to stitch somebody up or remove an appendix or something like that. That's the kind of promise we're talking about
0: the argument
1: we're in this hype cycle right it's all it's it's the buzzword of the moment all of the technology providers want it out there because it's an it's a chance to sell the consumers new gadgets and it's a a chance to sell the the systems operators a a lot of new equipment but realistically we're probably talking 2020 before it's going to be sort of everywhere that you would want it to be
0: all right but the technology isn't free so who's ultimately paying for this
1: Um, Well, everybody pays. You've got, right now, the ones that are paying for it are companies like Qualcomm, companies like Ericsson, companies like Nokia that are doing all of the upfront research to get this ready. Really, the heavy lifting, though, in terms of putting your hand in your pocket will be by companies like Verizon, AT&T, the service providers, because they own the networks. They own the frequency spectrum that, that you need to put these services in play.
0: All right. So other than using the word big, is it possible to quantify just how sizable the bet is that these wireless providers are placing on 5G?
1: Yeah, I mean, every generation is more expensive and literally billions of dollars.
0: Yeah, and guessing this will ultimately mean new devices as well. So is the plan for my current phone to work on a 5G network? And what about the older phones? What happens to them when 5G becomes commonplace?
1: Yeah, I mean, older phones will not get forward compatibility. If everything works like it should, they'll get more access to frequencies as 5G allows access to different frequencies, so-called millimeter wave bands. So in theory, that should remove a lot of congestion, should free up a lot of airwaves. But really, the, the, the new devices that we're talking about are things like your car is going to perhaps use a 5G or a version of 5G to talk to the car in front, which is going to tell it, hey, I'm slowing down. You better slow down. And that car in front maybe is going to talk to a traffic signal, which is going to tell it, hey, I'm about to turn red. Maybe you better slow down, or I'm about to turn green. It's okay to speed up. That's the kind of service, the, the kind of low-latency service that, that 5G is promising.
0: For more on 5G or other quick takes, go to Bloomberg.com, or for terminal customers, go to NI Quick. I'm Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio.